Good evening, good evening, good evening. How are you, our South Shore community? This is your host, Kalana Dion, and we are bringing some exciting information to you this evening. So, we want to know how are you in the community? How are you relaxing? How are you enjoying the fresh air? Are we exercising our preparation and making sure that we have our proper PPE and are we making sure that we are vaccinated in our South Shore community so that we are ensuring that as a community we continue to stay healthy and continue to improve on our quality of life. So here on our podcast we continue to make sure that we bring to you information that is inspiring, healthy, as well as an empowerment resource tool for our South Shore community. And we do this by staying out in the community, networking like-minded individuals and organizations like yourselves that are listening so that we can ensure that our South Shore community has the tools that they need to go forward as we exit out of this pandemic. We are doing this together. So we are glad that you have joined us. This podcast is brought to you by South Shore Works. And so what we are experiencing here in the month of July is we are focused on education, health, and wellness with our families as a 360 process. And so like everything that we do, we want to make sure that you know we continue to stay out in the community and serve you within the South Shore area. We are at the Jewels in South Shore. We are also at your local foods markets and as well as partnering with organizations like the South Shore Chamber of Commerce and Lawrence Hall and organizations like Metropolitan Family Services. So what do all of these organizations have in common? All of these organizations and all of the things that we do are done to make sure that you have the tools that you need. You can follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, as well as on LinkedIn, as well as on Instagram. And all of those will be posted right here on our podcast information. So you will continue to hear from all of our guests and our partners periodically throughout the podcast time period. So with this month being a month of a lot of information being thrown at you, and we want to make sure that you have 
the do's and the don'ts of your safety precautions. So with that being said, what do you think are some do's now that we are out in this warm air in this community? How about a do? Target areas of the community that you are familiar with. Or a do. Drink plenty of fluids and waters, wear sunscreen, and wear loose-fitting clothes. Observe all social distancing rules, that is, six feet of social distancing. Be polite, and you want to make sure that you are doing this, staying hydrated in this warm air. You are polite to individuals and your community individuals, as well as you are targeting areas of the community that you are familiar with to stay safe for yourself. This is only because you want to make sure that even though we have lifted a lot of the restrictions here within the city of Chicago, you want to make sure that as a person, as a family, as a mother, as a father, as a sister, as a brother, or a child or a student, that you are aware of your surroundings. So those are just a few of the do's when it comes to getting back out here and being safe. If you are not vaccinated or if you are and you are not sure if those in your vicinity are vaccinated, then please always keep your mask with you. Again, we are at several locations and if your church affiliation, you are an organization or you have an event coming up, well, you need resources, please contact us, southshoreworks.org, so that we can partner with you and you can get the tools and the resources that you need to hold your event or your church service or just go back to conducting business as usual with the necessary um, resources in, from the city. So we have to get out and do this together. A don't would be if you're not feeling well, that you get up and go out anyway, um, that you are close to individuals, that you go out and you don't have um, the proper mindset and you have not um, totally taken care of yourself and hydrated yourself. So with that being said, then we want to make sure that you have a little bit of additional information to that because this really touches on something that is pertinent to July. The month of July, if you did not know, is Minority Mental Health Awareness Month. And as we all know, the South Shore community is very, very populated with the African American culture and those of African descent. Thus, we want to pay attention to all of the issues and resources that pertain to our community specifically. So this month, you will definitely hear from someone who works specifically in minority mental health awareness, as well as later on in the month, you will hear with someone from the Mayo Clinic that definitely deals with those that have issues and concerns. Um, and we just want to say that 
These are not disabilities. Um, mental health and mental awareness is something that is something that we have to become aware of in our community as minorities because it is such a large issue. And that is why a do of being polite, which we just spoke about, is so very, very important. So a lot of recent events have led to the conversations and dialogues around historical trauma and PTSD within the African-American community. It did not just begin with COVID-19. It did not just begin with race riots. It did not even just begin with Jim Crow nor slavery. So these PTSD issues go deep into our cultures beyond a lot of issues that we deal with in our homes and um, with, you know, um, not only things that we have to deal with the LGBTQ communities, mass incarceration. And so there are several different issues and concerns that our African-American community has to deal with. And as we continue to touch on those, the discussions of mental health, especially within our minority communities and as they pertain and relate to COVID-19, becoming more visible, um, have become less um, taboo to discuss. And so that is why we felt that it was very important to bring professionals in front of you that deal with, that aid, that help, specific minority groups face head on these issues. So what is a, a minority mental health fact? What what does it mean? It actually means and is, is defined and this month um, started a couple years back because the rate of mental health illness and awareness became prevalent in the minority community because of it was so much lower than the white communities. And so research has shown that the stigmas, the cultural stigmas that are related to the African-American community are having a high risk of suicide rates amongst um, or attempts amongst Black, Hispanic, Asian, and especially our American Indian youth. And thus, this is minority mental health awareness month and not just um, the awareness month that specifically deals with African-Americans. So a statistic and a rate that was shown and taken from a recent article um, with Cardinal Innovations Healthcare, and that is an organization that I would urge you to definitely take a look at if this is an issue that is pertinent and important to you, is that all adults diagnosed with mental illness only 31% of Black and Hispanic people and 22% of Asian people get treatment for their mental health. And so that is something that is uber important as we continue to discuss and think about it. Only 31%. So can you imagine that COVID-19 being withdrawn from the society, what that has done to some individuals. That is why we must go out and be vigilant about treating our 
community members and our networks as human beings, being nice, staying our distance, and just not assuming that we know what others are going through. And so we want to bring, continue to bring these health disparities, these issues um, that are pertinent to the minority population so that you can continue to access the health care and the needs that you have at your fingertips. Now, what's next? What's next here on our podcast you are going to enjoy, but we are going to take a quick break. And as we take this break, we are going to reel it on in to one of our organizations. And that organization is going to completely wow you with what they are doing here in the minority community. Let's get excited. This is Mental Health Awareness Month, South Shore, and we are listening to you. So, South Shore listens, don't go away. We're coming right back after this short break. Good evening, good evening, good evening, South Shore listens. How are you? I am glad that you have joined us this evening with this podcast. And it is my pleasure and my opportunity as your host, Ms. Kalana Dion, to continually bring you the information that is right here in our community, making sure that we are active, engaged, and going forth with what is necessary to improve on our community together. And I think that is what is most important is that we continuously work together to forge forward in these times and improve on our quality of life. And so what we have today is a very, very special guest. This guest is working and has worked with one of the most vulnerable populations here in the South Shore community. And as you know, our youth are are the community of the community here in the South Shore are um, someone in the group that we have to wrap our arms around. And so we want to make sure that we continuously do that. And Miss Brianna Holiday, she does that on a daily basis working with Lawrence Hall. And so I want to introduce to you Miss Brianna Holiday, and she is going to join our podcast and our platform, introduce herself and share with us her role there and what she does, as well as how she helps the youth there at um, Lawrence Hall. Good evening, everybody. Thank you so much for having me, Kalana. Um, I am here, of course, to speak about Lawrence Hall and our great programs, um, and really just to highlight how we are here to help strengthen South Shore. And you know what we see for the youth, um, really embracing at-risk youth and their families, focusing on instilling resilience, healing, and changing lives for good. 
So, um, you know, just starting out a little bit about myself. I'm a licensed clinical social worker. I've been in the field for um, close to 10 years now. And um, I've been at Lawrence Hall for close to two. In my current role, um, wow, for about two months. And I am the vice president of youth and community development. So I oversee our project work program, um, which, you know, again, as Kalana mentioned, is based in Chicago's South Shore community area. We are located at 1818 East 71st Street. And our project work is really focused on preparing youth, adolescents, and young adults, primarily between the ages of 16 and 24 years old, to be job ready and then to obtain and maintain employment through a holistic and trauma-informed approach. So with that, um, and with all of the employment and workforce development opportunities, we also have mentoring services and programs, um, and then clinical services for youth, families, community members, um, and just, you know, everyone as a whole to, again, strengthen South Shore. A little bit more about Lawrence Hall. Um, we have been in existence serving and caring for youth since 1865. Um, so, about 150 years. Um, we are a community-based service agency, again, embracing at-risk youth and their families, um, and really focused on strengthening and changing lives for good. Um, hope, healing, and resilience is our motto. Um, today, we provide highly specialized and individual, individualized care for children and adolescents with severe emotional and behavioral challenges. A lot of these challenges are surrounding trauma, violence, abandonment, um, exploitation. And through all of these challenges, we're really focused on um, some core services that Lawrence Hall offers. So a little bit about that is that we have our project work program, which is workforce development, and that's based in the South Shore community. Um, we also have foster care through the traditional home of relatives specialized in treatment foster family home placements. We have um, special education through a therapeutic day school. And then um, we have an acute child care uh, family treatment center, which is a residential facility up um, on the north side of Chicago in Albany Park. And we also have transitional independent living programs for older adolescents. And those programs are spread throughout um, Chicago. Wow. So you all are not located right here, just right here in the South Shore community. You all are throughout Chicago. And so that is right there in itself a nutshell of blessing because um what it says to a a mom like myself 
um, or someone who is is raising a child or is is advocating for youth and and families and keeping um, our youth off the street, or just for making sure that um, our communities stay connected throughout the the um, Chicagoland areas, then we have resources right here within the South Shore community um, that can be widespread throughout Chicago and it starts within a hub right here in South Shore. And I hope you all, as you're listening um, to a lot of the resources that we are bringing you with the South Shore Listens podcast, understand and, and have and understand there's a value add in this because what she just said is that we start here and the core is here, but what we are giving these youth and what we are feeding these youth um, is what they need to go and grow and do. And they're giving them the foundation, but they're giving them so much more so that they can sustain and have a, a very useful life going forward. And so if you could, um, Brianna, just give us kind of like a, a day in the life of, you know, if some, if a young adult or a youth comes to you um, in need, and, and an example, um, if someone has come to you in need, and what walk us through um, the steps and or the blueprint that Lawrence Hall um, would go through to make sure that they have um, the resources, because I think that is some of the the holes and the gaps and the questions that some of the community members may have. And the reason why a lot of people don't reach out in general is because they they really don't know. They see all of these nonprofits and community resources and you know advocates and you know organizations. And I'm sure that you can attest to this. And they and we use all these grand words and you know and we have all these blessed resources. But for the average person, they want to know, okay, when I come to the door, what happens next or when someone calls me and says I don't have xyz where do I take them and so if you could kind of fill in those gaps um, and maybe share a few scenarios of why someone would show up at the Lawrence Hall door um, or you know what would what would be next um, as far as a few blueprints um, of what you all would do then that would be great Sure. So kind of focused on who is coming through the door um, at Lawrence Hall um, in project work. We serve a number of high barrier populations. So opportunity youth. Um, these are youth and young adults, again, 16 to 24, disconnected from school or work, um, often juvenile and adult justice involved and um, looking for employment opportunities or another way to get back involved in school. Um, we serve them between typically six to 24 months. Um, we also will have someone that might be a youth in state care and unaccompanied youth. So we have programs specific to that population. Um, we serve people with disabilities. So youth with formal diagnoses of mental health disabilities um, or, you know, physical disabilities. 
um, we serve LGBTQ individuals. So youth from various programs who identify in that community. Um, we are recognized as an agency, as a safe haven for LGBTQ youth who have entered the state's child welfare system. Um, and we're recognized by DCFS as that. And then we also serve people with criminal backgrounds and the re-entry population. Um, so again, as mentioned, you know, we have specific programs that are for these individuals um, within project work. And so any or all of those barriers may exist to someone who's coming through our doors. Um, and we really start with, you know, what's bringing you here? How did you hear about us? What are you hoping to get out of it? Oftentimes that conversation is surrounded by employment. Um, you know, I want a job, help me gain placement. Um, what does this look like when we're really battling some of the challenges that I mentioned earlier? Um, we start out by really focusing on what that individual who's entering project work um, needs to succeed. So everyone that comes to us and says, hey, get me a job or help me get a job, um, they are required to complete a career readiness training. So it's an intensive trauma-informed curriculum comprised of three full days of group work and then two days of community job searching. Um, these individuals also receive an employment mentor. So this is someone who um, helps walk them through the process of job hunting and you know, completing um, mock interviews, job applications, inquiring about post-application follow-up. Um, employment mentors model appropriate job searching behavior, and then they really help to develop an appropriate follow-up plan with the individual that we're serving. So our career readiness training groups are co-facilitated by program staff, um, and that really allows us to focus on the individual. So the training is focused and each training is different based on the group of participants that are really engaged and um, leading to what that week training looks like. That CRT also focuses on the development of greater self-esteem, emotional awareness, increased coping skills, um, and you know how these skills really relate to employment and succeeding with maintaining that employment. We also really focus on teaching youth how to take control of their personal, academic, work schedules, as well as setting realistic goals for you know what life will look like once they're 27, 28, 29. Prior to starting CRT. Um, we really work individually with every youth that comes through our door, focused on completing a barrier assessment, which helps shape an individualized mentor plan to address um, obstacles to employment, such as childcare or transportation. And then we also provide behavioral and mental health services for youth to address issues related to job placement and retention. So, um, once a participant is hired, their employment mentor monitors the youth's progress by regular visiting, regularly visiting work sites, um, and also often working with the employer and youth when problems arise. 
Um, so that could be around punctuality, professional behavior, um, but helping to navigate, you know, let's talk this through and work it out instead of, oh, I'm never coming back again. Um, <clears throat> we, along with that job placement, mentoring, um, job training, really focus on restorative justice and violence prevention as well. So again, that whole idea of holistic approach, um, trauma-informed care, we really focus in on it. And so one of our programs offers um, case management, criminal record relief, and then clinical services for youth specific, specifically involved in the juvenile and adult justice system. Um, this is to provide um, participants, again, to succeed and to really come up with that plan for what can I do after, um, you know, after I'm kind of aging out of that youth group of 16 to 21. And I know that that was a long kind of response to your question. No, um, it's, it's okay. That's what we are here for. <laughs> we, I mean, we, we want, uh, and I would, I would hope that, you know, those that are, that are listening, that are tuning in are also engaged in, in wanting to have the realistic answers. Um, because if we don't have these conversations and, and get the meat and potatoes of what you all do, of what other agencies like yourself are doing, then we won't know how to, um, to engage with you and to help um, the youth. We'll just keep driving past um, the, the facility on 71st and saying, oh, I drive past there all the time. I wonder what they do in there. And, you know, there could be a, a person that we could really that help that could utilize your services. And, you know, that would be a disservice instead of um, being a servant leader that we want to do. And so I think this is great. This conversation is awesome. I'm excited. And I know that our listeners are excited. Um, being a South Shore um, community um, um, person as myself and living right here in this area, this is something that brings a value add to do this podcast and to be a host and for you to be a guest it's it's important for all of us to just take value in our community you know and when asked to to do this and invest time in this as of course you know we want to invest in our communities and i we just had a podcast on this just last week, you know, what is community advocacy? What is investing in our in ourselves? And this is it, you know, listening to the resources that we have available. And that brings to our very next question. Where are you located and how can those that are listening participate and invest, volunteer, uh, donate, um, and help out with uh, Lawrence Hall? So our project work location is located at 1818 East 71st Street um, in the South Shore community. The top five neighborhoods that we serve here are South Shore, Inglewood, South Chicago, Greater Grand Crossing, and South Lawndale. 
Um, and then our main campus um, hub is up north in Albany Park, and that is located at 4833 North Francisco, again in Chicago. Um, and then throughout the city, we have several other locations too for our older adolescent programs. Um, and again, as I mentioned before, we do have our therapeutic day school and our child and family treatment center. Um, we are always looking for volunteers. We um, do take to donations and um, you might have been driving down 71st Street on a Tuesday afternoon and have seen a bunch of people outside, sometimes with a band, sometimes with a DJ, and sometimes just us singing out of you know, our hearts. Um, but we often, um, well, since last June, every week have been giving out um, meals to community members. And, um, you know, South Shore was hit really hard last June by um, some of the riots and looting and everything else that was going on. So we saw a need um, and we went to the store, got some hot dogs and hamburgers and um, started passing out meals, um, which eventually we received funding to have those meals be catered as well through the winter months. Um, and now we're back to barbecuing, but um, we've served around 8,000 people over the last year, um, providing about 200 meals weekly. And then that also includes hygiene products um, for community members. So if you're looking for a local way to volunteer, every Tuesday we are outside of our 1818 East 71st Street location. And, um, you know, drive on up, receive a meal, or hop out of your car and help us pass out. Um, and then in terms of working with our youth and getting involved that way um, at Project Work, we um, offer a lot of mentoring opportunities um, that are formal and some informal. Um, but our formal opportunities, there is um, a stipend for you know, participating with youth, um, offering career exploration conversations, taking a youth out and playing basketball. Um, we have a lot of other activities that are planned in larger groups. So whether that's um, going to play laser tag or going to um, a baseball game, mentoring activities are also huge. So we welcome um, individuals who would like to volunteer in that way to come join us there as well. Awesome. So I hope you all that are listening, now that we are opening back up here, you know, in Chicago and you all are getting vaccinated, um, I think we have stressed that enough here with South Shore Works and on the South Shore Listens podcast. And um, Lawrence Hall is definitely one of our partners and advocates for everything that we do here with South Shore Works. And we thank you all for that. 
But um, now that everyone is, is starting to get back out there and active and just enjoying the weather, you can start engaging with individuals more. And our youth um, and our seniors have been hit the hardest with not being able to be out and being missing, you know, those who they want to be around, especially those that do not have mentors, that don't have parents, that don't have individuals that really um, care about them and want to be around them or can or have the time. You know, those that are, are being raised in single parent households, you know, there are your young, young people, young women, young men, you know, that need mentors of the opposite sex to step up and take them, like she said, to a baseball game, take them to get their nails done, you know, do engaging activities to help them have a 360 um, well-rounded um, upbringing. And we all have to do our part. And so I just am so grateful for this conversation. I'm um, having invested so much in the youth in the past. And like we always do with our podcast here with South Shore Listens, um, Ms. Holly, would you like to say a few last words and leave our audience with something positive, um, an inspirational quote or anything that you or your organization likes to share? Because we just have been so grateful for this conversation. And I'm sure all of our listeners have gained and um, learned a lot about what you all offer here in the South Shore community and with Chicago at large. Yeah, thank you so much for having us here today. Um, I would just really like to conclude with Lawrence Hall is here. We are here in South Shore to help strengthen um, this amazing community. And we're here for the youth, we're here for the families um, and community members. Um, we're really focused on celebrating everything that everyone's bringing you know, to us and through our doors and really focusing on strengths and how that can help lead to success in the future and um, celebrating all that, you know, an individual can be as they kind of navigate through those challenges and barriers that we mentioned earlier. So again, um, you know, Lawrence Hall, 1818 East 71st Street, um, Tuesday afternoons, come join us. And then we're also here regularly during the week on weekends. Um, if there are community events, we love to show up and be present. Um, partnerships, collaborations, include us. We would love to get more involved. Thank you. South Shore listens. We want you to stay listening to us and we welcome you for our next podcast. Have a great week, everyone.